0: Hi and welcome to Sweetman Podcast. This is uh, Simon Sweetman and you, this is the fourth episode of Sweetman Podcast. Um, had a chat to Lisa Tomlins. She's a Wellington-based singer. She's a, a, a lead vocalist, a background vocalist, a backing singer. Um, she does cameos. She will, uh, well, as she says herself in the podcast, she doesn't quite turn up to the opening of an envelope, but she has played with just about anyone and everyone in music. And um, they all go for her and her sound because um, because she's so good. And I first met Lisa a long time ago, over a decade ago, probably 15 years ago, maybe nearly 20 years ago. I, I first saw her play in my early days living in Wellington and knew she was a great singer then. And then she has that quality where she's um, Her voice has appeared on tracks by artists that I don't really care about in some cases and then she's also played with some of my heroes Uh, and she just has a way of lifting a track. She has a certain something in her voice and when you watch her perform live um, there's an energy about the way she uh, conveys a song that's, that's pretty hypnotic, pretty intoxicating. And in recent years, she's been de- DJing a bit as well. We talk about that towards the end of the podcast. Um, she's involved with a, a DJ kind of group called Chocolate Box. And yeah, it was a fun chat. Lisa came around to my house with a box of tissues and a cold and a cough. And there's a tiny bit of static at uh, kind of interference at, in the early moments of the interview. But uh, we soldiered on, there's a few coughs and hiccups. Um, and we just talked about how she got into singing, why she does it. I don't think she's really sure why she does it, but I, I know she uh, she can't not do it. And, um, yeah, I thought it was a fun chat. So check it out. This is me talking to Lisa Tomlins. Thinking about the 90s and how
1: yeah. it kind of condensed down to like a five-minute montage. So And it's all good stuff. So, yeah, I yeah. Yeah, can't remember any of the shit stuff.
0: Well, <laughs> I was going to say, if this... Um, you know, we could reel off names of people you've played with and, and worked with and contributed to. Trinity Roots, Fat Freddy's Drop, Little Bushman, Holly Smith, Shapeshifter, Recluse, sets yes. Rhombus, Fly My Pretties. And if it was a roast, I would I could say anyone good, um, <laughs> but but it's not. It's a podcast, and 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 all of those acts have done some some pretty good stuff. Have in some cases done some fantastic stuff. Certainly have audiences that dig what they do um and you've been in some cases a very background player and in other cases you've been kind of a, a star player and a, a big part of these things I suppose so <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know I don't, I don't know if I think of it in terms of of um yeah in those sorts of terms I kind of just think of everything as a a fun
0: thing to do
1: <laughs> i imagine
0: i mean knowing a little bit what i know about you and some of the people in the bands we have just named you probably see it as oh, i'm just playing some music with my friends yeah like, like you guys totally. I mean, a lot of you not maybe not everyone on that list but pretty close to that list you all kind of came up at a similar time or or at least some of the people of those bands came up at a similar time as yeah. you. yeah
1: and they they just have been really kind enough to say, "Hey, you want to come and come along for a little bit of a ride?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's what it is," because you know I genuinely enjoy what they do and mm. and like hanging out with them, so it's mm.
0: pretty easy. <laughs> so before you got to this or that kind of point, because that's even going back, oh, fifteen years, yeah, or so. Some of those some of those are ongoing, or you revisit them, but. Some of those projects are, are in the past. Before you even got to that, um, where did you kind of start? Before you were doing that, was it you're you're in covers bands? You're doing karaoke, pop chart, right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Total. Because um, it, it, I think when I started doing any kind of music, because you know, like at high school and stuff like that, you get into musical theatre because it's it's performance and it's singing, because I can't act my way out of a freaking wet paper bag, but yeah. um, it's it's performance, and that's what I, I enjoy doing. I like telling tales with songs. Uh,
0: now, you say that, but to be a singer, and I think particularly to be um, the sort of singer you are, by which I mean as adaptable, as versatile as, as you are, and someone who... Um, Perform songs that other people have not just written, but other you know standards. Or you're sitting in for someone. You kind of have to be some sort of actor. You do become. You learn to. Yeah. Play, play a role within the song. Yeah. Or, yeah, totally. But is that something like that's what you learned from doing the, high the, school and yeah. moving on up through there? Totally. That's a byproduct of learning to sing.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then um, when I got out of high school, it was kind of like the. The era of um karaoke you know like everyone you can can be a 15 minute star as it as it were on the bloody stage at um mid city or whatever yeah, you know yeah. um so that that was a huge game changer for a lot of people like, yeah uh, especially those who didn't know how to play a music instrument, like myself, um, or who wasn't very good at it. Um,
0: so school, uh, school yeah. was where? School was Upper Hutt? Yeah. And, <laughs> but you were you were born in Wanganui? Yeah, yeah, no, we didn't well, stay did there you, long. No, no, <laughs> I, I I've, I've talked to Darren Watson for the first episode of this, and he was a Wanganui born... Oh right! Boy, but didn't spend long there. And I, um, I wasn't born in Wanganui, but I had a, a brief stint there as a youngster. Right. It's a good good place to live. Yeah,
1: yeah. Apparently. Like. Um, uh, Were yeah, you me, there for yeah. long? Were you there for? No, nah, probably weeks? about a year, okay, maybe. Okay. So you've got no. Attachment no recollection or of it or anything. whatsoever. Yeah. Well, that's not entirely true. I do remember things like um, the park that my parents took me to, the, the one by the yeah the, yeah yeah water, I, you know, the big. Fred Flintstone and They had a Humpty
0: Dumpty thing <laughs> yeah, on it. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah and a castle yeah I remember that too from a <laughs> two year old or whatever yeah Mo- probably mostly from photographs actually like sort of informing that memory but yeah
1: I think because my parents had a house there and they um when they left we went to Wairu mm. and um yeah <laughs> or from one extreme to the other um and they because they were both in the army and so, we had to go back to that house at some stage to clear out the property and, because they were selling it off, so, yeah, and that's, I remember that, because, yeah, I was a little bit older.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, Upper Hutt's? Upper hut's home, like home. I've been there since th- Yeah, right, so that's yeah. kind of born and bred, not born, but that's... Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, close that's, enough.
1: That's the base. That is definitely where, like, I didn't hear soul music until I was about... I uh, don't know, 18. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, what was, what was the first thing that grabbed you about music, or what was the first music that, that grabbed onto you?
1: Um, I guess because like, both my parents and my older sister have eclectic tastes, right? Yeah. Uh, well, with dad, it's strictly jazz. He's an old school Oscar Peterson loving Nice. Yeah. Um, and, and he used to play yeah. piano, well, he still does at home, but. He used to play piano in bands when he was sixteen years old. You know, growing up in Hawks And he's playing jazz stuff. Right? Yeah, 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 and dance dance yeah, music yeah, of the yeah, day because because yeah. the big dance halls. Yeah, they'd have a once a month party where they you know, had him and his mates would go play or. Yeah. Yeah, totally learnt by ear, and was one of those guys who could just you know
0: rock up to a gig and yeah smash it out (laughs) at a very early age yeah yeah um and your mum played as well um she did
1: yeah but that was mostly for family parties yeah that was that was their thing um she was never a performer like dad was yeah 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 um but would you know in a big group where everyone's yeah. having a few drinks and enjoying each other's company that mm. that's where she'd be at mm-hmm. um yeah, so I guess um mum was into everything she it was just her favorite collections of music were like Bob Marley to Roger Whittaker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know it was like really, eclectic. Yeah, yeah, and my sister you know um growing up had the Led Ze and the um a c d c and Heart. Yeah, yeah. And yeah all of that kind of seventies rock yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we always had different musical tastes. Yeah. Through the house.
0: Well, what was your your sort of purchase on on that? What was your connection to? Did you find a particular thing that you went I like this, or I want to? Even in terms of getting into singing, I want to emulate this, or or as a listener, what was really doing it for you out of all of this? eclectic you know clash of worlds yeah
1: so so bizarre I don't know I think I think i I got the feeling of it from like any any type of music from quite an early age and yeah like, I, I like all sorts of music like good examples of um and as long yeah I kind of understood the feel that they were mm-hmm. portraying I guess through through their songs even though I might not have understood the songs and, you know, what they were about. Yeah, yeah. I remember being very young and liking In My House uh, by Mary Jane Girls (laughs) (laughs)
0: and going, yeah, one of these really cool songs. Yeah.
1: Not really knowing what it was about, but hey.
0: (laughs) So you said um, good examples of when do you start to know what's What's bad music?
1: I think I think, well only when you get when you get older you become a little bit more discerning yeah, I yeah, guess yeah right um because I, uh, I like to shop for a bit of vital too yeah and I kind of drop the needle halfway into a tune and within the first seconds if it just Graves grabs you, me yeah. then I'll I'll keep it or
0: I'll and of course set it aside. when you say about becoming discerning and you're talking about sort of checking out vinyl to play and to buy, that's when all of a sudden bad music can start to sound quite good again as well. Well, yeah, totally. <laughs> it comes totally. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, And I the mean, things you thought were pretty good don't sound so flashy. It's anymore. all subjective. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I class as a good song. I guess if it moves me physically or moves me emotionally, mm. either one of those mm.
0: would be... Mm. You, awesome. in your, in your job you've probably had to you, you don't need to um, sort of name examples unless you want to, but I'm sure you've had to name uh, sing songs you could really give a fuck about when it comes down to <gasps> it. probably Sometimes. probably now you're in a position where you need to choose a bit more what you want to do
1: yeah but um but at the same time, I can always find something about any song that i've I've had to perform yeah whether it, you know generally I like them. Generally, yeah. i like, everything, my oh God, discerning.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm not discerning at all. <laughs> Who am I kidding? Well, it's uh, it's a bit of a trait of singers to uh, to do what you said, to sort of find the good in yeah. a song, I think, and to be, uh, it sort of comes a bit to that, what I was getting at, that singers do become, particularly singers that sing on the stage, do become good actors. They do learn to embody and embrace some part of the story behind a song to to sell that so they find something in it um so we i mean when did you sort of recognize that you had a voice you could do something with that it wasn't just like something to do at school to i don't
1: know i don't think i don't think i've actually come to that realization yet I, i don't know if i ever will but um i just
0: so that's what just keeps really this, enjoy it. That's what keeps you doing it. I, <laughs> I think <laughs> so. so. Yeah.
1: You, never, you never learn everything, and if you do, you might as well friggin' give up, you know? <laughs> um, but, yeah,
0: I, I guess I, I'm still still looking for that. You're, um, <laughs> you're sort of um, humble to a point that goes beyond self-effacing. Oh jeez, which, is, yeah. it's which ridiculous. is which is a fun interviewee um, <laughs> because you're going to dispute anything that I I say that you've done that 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 means something. But um, career high points of recent times touring the world with Neil Finn. Oh,
1: without a doubt, really. All, was all, all time,
0: <laughs> all time career high point. I'm sure for anyone that has done that in a previous band of his or
1: yeah. Well, I mean he looked after us really well you yeah. know and and singing all those songs that you, you've kind of forgotten um how much you know of his catalog, catalog. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah.
0: He's, he's outstanding i think um it's been interesting like that tour and because i saw the wellington show and and loved that and seeing i guess that tour progress and even some of the things he's doing now he, he is bringing back a few songs he hasn't played for a while yeah and, you know he is actually
1: and that's my favorite point of the night actually yeah. when he starts just doing solo stuff yeah he's out there stripped back there's a guitar or piano or whatever and he's singing the shit out of all of those beautiful songs yeah. you know. and yeah. i remember there's one point of sitting backstage and because we'd all sit there you know a couple of the kids would have wine in their hands and they'd just be like sharing and between each song but we'd sit off to the side and listen to everything and i just remembered, there's um one song i'd never heard before edible flowers oh yeah yeah and um i just i cried my eyes out (laughs) i was just kind of sitting there with my eyes closed and thinking this is so beautiful beautiful and it just really got me quite emotional i was just like get it together you have to go back out there again like you know (laughs) trying not to um
0: let the mascara run too yeah that's one of those songs from i think when where him and tim connect best is 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 not so much when they're co-writing but just when they're writing together and sharing things together they seem to sort of bring these nice family memories out of one another yeah yeah connect deep connections with music and so amazing yeah so all right, so how do you end up in Neil Finn's band for that tour? I mean, obviously you've got this CV, like you're a professional singer, you've got a track record, but how do you end up in Neil Finn's band?
1: It's the funniest story. <laughs> Not what I thought it was funny. We were away um, in Sydney, just like we decided to go for a girls weekend to Sydney um, to watch Shaka Khan. Yeah. She was doing a free concert, so, you know, the the fear to... Sydney was well worth it, yeah. Um, and Bella had just uh, Bella had yeah. just been hanging out with her and just you know had been hanging out with her idol and our idol. We were yeah. all just so loved up that weekend. It was it was a really she was called
0: onto the stage. It was, and, oh, yeah. so beautiful! It was amazing. We, we were just that, yeah. like we were in
1: the audience crying. Yeah, you know, get the idea that we cry a lot, but um, it was it was such an awesome moment. And just as that was happening I thought I'll check my emails I got this email like and I read through it and I was like I don't believe it I had to hand it to one of the other girls and go could you read this please and just tell me I'm not reading things you know and I'm not just seeing things there's an email from Neil going hey I just got your email um, your address from from Sam Scott Um, and was just wondering if you're available during these times and if so um we should meet up and go through some songs, see if we're compatible singers and Yeah. What well, have you? I'm like, Oh yeah, okay. For like for a whole week from that point on I thought it was an uh-huh.
0: elaborate so, hoax. So who did you think was behind it?
1: I don't know. Well, the <laughs> did you have of a list Sam of, Scott. i yeah, like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> like,
0: mm. That's a clever alibi. He's, yeah. he's put himself into the context of the joke. <laughs> that's, that's really very funny.
1: Um, but then, you know, so I was pretty aloof. And I was like, oh, yeah, look, I'm in Sydney at the moment. I'll get back to you. <laughs> Thinking it was a complete, I like, have. And I went, oh, no, it's actually real. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, met up, sang through Weather With You, and he was like, good. I was like, okay, that's positive. But we just, um, I think turning up there, we were quite nervous. I was, there with, um, there was a couple of others of us there as well. Yeah. I was quite nervous, but then as soon as he came to the room... So it it's just an felt, audition, I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't quite get the contact, but then there were a few of us there. I like, yeah. okay. And he... Yeah. When he came to the room, I just felt really relaxed. I thought, oh, this is cool. Yeah.
0: We grew up with these songs and you probably sung some of them, if not, you know, in the bedroom, than on the stage. But did you have to, how much work did you put in before going to see him or did you just I don't know. I'm going to it. We're going to wing it. <laughs>
1: yeah. to... Well, he, he sent us, um, he sent oh, to so us Oh, so you had an song. idea. Yeah. yeah. So he sent songs and um, lyrics and stuff. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's cool. You yeah. can do that. Uh, and then he said to all of us that were there, was like, okay, I can't decide, so, um, when can you start rehearsing? Today? <laughs> so we got in with the band that afternoon, but then had to get, because we'd already had a flight back to Wellington the mm. same day. Um, and then I had to, because I was working here in town, and I said, well, I had to come back to work. Tell them what was happening, and they're like, "Yep, sweet, see ya." <laughs> Following day flew back up to Auckland and started rehearsing. Wow! And that weekend we flew to Sydney to do um, a TV show, and oh yeah, Eddie Vedder's here as well. I was like, oh fuck, what? <laughs> <laughs> you are just taking the personality, people. But it was. It's been an amazing ride. Yeah. And, yeah. And we knew that at the end of the tour we'd probably never be in the band again yeah but yeah that was
0: awesome that was a moment that yeah moment. and how long was that moment all up it's um uh, what about four months i yeah. think um oh no, that's not entirely true
1: probably the the amount of time we all yeah. spent together was about four months yeah including rehearsals and the yeah. new zealand tour but there was a break in between the world yeah. tour and the
0: so um, it's a year of your life yeah yeah, with these intense moments, and then you go off and do something else. And, yeah. And it's, I mean, I kind of felt like, um, watching the Wellington show last year, I kind of felt like this, the people in the band had still little kind of pinch me on, on, on stage with Neil Finn moments. And, Shit, and look, yeah. Look at it, you know.
1: No, well, all of it, like, I definitely had, yeah. so, um yeah we're all a little bit kind of dumbstruck like every show i'd just be looking at the monitor going that's now voice and then just across the way i look over that's now yes yeah pinch me moment yeah definitely and this was
0: a cool band and it was um people from quite different ages and stages different walks of life yeah. um i mean did you know jesse sheehan before
1: no, I've i to come across him a, couple, yeah. of a yeah. couple of times, and I've definitely heard his name yeah. after Smoke Free Rock quiz was yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. a kid to watch out for, but, um, and he's such a sweetheart, Every we we all
0: got him really well, mm. um, yeah. And, but I remember thinking, uh, you know, amazing opportunity, well, amazing opportunity for all of you, but I mean, here's this young guy at the kind of still at the very start of his career yeah. even though he's you know was sort of clearly as a prodigy and a exactly. and he's know, genius a genius dude. as a teenager i was yeah. um kind of floored by how good he was in that in that role too because well i think you know, he is too <laughs> yeah. still you know yeah he's one of those humble self-effacing you know the name escapes me of um the drummer but amazing player i know his play- yeah, yeah. yeah i know his playing and, yeah. Um, yeah, mate. he's so I mean,
1: he's another one that's versatile really yeah ball. yeah that's right he's
0: incredible man yes. and,
1: like, i just really dug those guys heaps like but it's not but lot. it's not a
0: band you would have put together for example like you, no, would, you wouldn't mean, have gone i'm gonna do a project i mean i'm gonna grab jesse i'm gonna grab alice you know and then all of a sudden you guys had your own thing going on within the context of serving meal yeah a diff- I've I've seen him play a bunch of times over the years. As I'm sure most of his audience has, they're sort of repeat customers, return visitors. But and he always has this different band that he yeah. puts together, which I think is a nice, you know, thing to have happen too. Totally, because, it, just, it, it just it, it gives, reinvents this exactly him, the songs, and it obviously reinvigorates him. Yeah. And and it gives people a chance, I guess. You know, it gives people a you know, when I say a chance, like you get you're playing to a bigger audience than yeah, you, exactly. Than you might you're going to
1: around the world. It's crazy. Like, I mean, his fans are incredible and they follow him everywhere. Yeah. And, um, as a result of us playing with him, they have now hooked onto our social media. Right. So they're checking out what you're doing next kind of
0: thing. And they're
1: really lovely. We've met them, like, several times, some some of them, and they're still, um, people that I would, you know, hang out with.
0: (laughs) They're just really sweet. Wow. And so, um, I mean, how uh, how was the the tour? Was pretty well received everywhere I take Yeah, it, I mean,
1: yeah, he he played some great places, um, had some really cool reviews. You know, I, I yeah. like reading the reviews. I, I won't lie. And yeah, I just it, and, and because he's so um, he has such a huge catalogue of work, he can change it up. We we learnt about fifty of his ch- wow. two hundred yeah. plus yeah, yeah. tunes. Um, and he could mix it up yeah. any night, like, he'd play 20 a night or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then his solo set is on top of that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he'd always play something different, and that's why I guess the fa- there were so many repeat visits from yeah, yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because they, they're always saying that, you know, oh, he plays something different every night, so...
0: So what happens when that tour finishes though, do you, is it something that big, that, that kind of important, uh, you know, do you, for you, do you just to sort of go back to work and find the next thing or pick up the next project or are you kind of, yeah, that's, f- that's kind of how I roll, you yeah
1: know? <laughs> um, I guess, yeah, I just knew that I couldn't rest on my laurels yeah um for the rest of my life, you know, yeah Not, and cause, you know, I'd get bored really quickly if I'd if I just sat on my ass and Yeah. For a week go, Oh no I need to do something. So yeah, just come straight back into
0: it. It's a pretty uh, I, I would think it's a pretty emotionally demanding sort of line of work that you've chosen, particularly to be as as busy and prolific as you are.
1: Well yeah to yeah To front I guess, up.
0: Yeah. You know, and phys- you know, physically demanding and all of that as well. But I I feel like quite an emotionally draining
1: can be I like you never really, you never really get that like because um, I enjoy it so much I I don't I don't recognize the warning signs when when you know mm. you, you get to the end of a tour and you're just constantly feeling tired and you're thinking why why am I tired you know mm. it's not like I've only done two hours work, um, but yeah I guess you forget how much you have to give. Out of you know of your energy and your your emotional energy too that you kind of forget to take some of that back in, mm. um, yeah. I guess most musicians, you know, most musicians. That's the same thing. We forgot, forget sometimes that we have to take some time out.
0: Are there people that are quite hard to work for, demanding? Do you find you know I'm, I'm lucky I haven't struck
1: that yet like I don't I don't know maybe I'm too much of a like thumbs up yeah you know, you know enthusiastic guy yeah. <laughs> or, or or what but um, no. you're
0: probably also giving them what they want you know you're probably <laughs> you know well, delivering so
1: I'll, I'll definitely helpful. take on board um, direction I'm, like, sure the, the most difficult ones for me are
0: ones that don't give you any direction yeah just, just, yeah, just do it differently, but yeah, not what you were doing. Not but, that. But, yeah, but <laughs> no idea of what else. Yeah. Just, yeah, don't do that again. Yeah. do you, know you like <laughs> me to do? Not that again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay,
1: that's <laughs> fine. Yeah. Um, but that's usually only in a recording yeah. situation. And I, I guess most people kind of get you in because they want you to do what you do. Mm, mm. That so is. who have we not who have
0: we not named that you've worked with as well? I mean, started off. I'm I'm thinking way back when I was probably first aware of of, of you as a singer was Ebb. Oh yeah. And things like the some of the covers gigs, like doing the Supremes.
1: Yeah, man, that's um, right. Which is, which up. is
0: going quite far back. Yeah. Um, obviously Fly My Pretties as as a people think of it as a band even though it's kinda of really not. But no it's taken on idea in people's mind as a band and yeah. and the Boom Shack band. Is oh, that's lots of fun. Obviously man. a lot of fun. What what makes you have you, I mean what would make you turn down a gig apart from the full schedule? Is that the only thing
1: Um that, Mostly full sh- schedules the yeah. the the clincher really. But, um, I don't
0: know, there, um, not there are not many gigs that There things off- that you know you can't do, so, I mean, you know, you're obviously not getting offered every single thing, but are there things that you go, oh, someone offered me that, I couldn't...
1: Yeah, there, like, there have been a couple of, um, last minute gigs, like, uh, that, oh, there was one just recently, actually, I was asked to do, um, a song in Te Reo, and they didn't give me any indication of what song that was going to be, They just... Right. To, do one yeah. I'm like is it because I'm your go-to <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. Um <laughs> so uh, and it was the next day and I was like no that's not gonna work for me but yeah. I can give you names and yeah I, w- I won't do something that's the next day that I don't know what I'm supposed to do yeah I was like, no. <laughs> um, um, yeah I think I don't know if there's much, many gigs. Oh, there's one coming up this week, actually, that I didn't think I'd have enough time to do, but um, I don't have enough time to learn all the songs, unfortunately. But um, I'm going to pop in with a couple and kind of run in yep. la, and then run back out <laughs> again. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's not much I'd turn down, really. I don't, I don't get, go to the opening of every envelope, but I will, you know...
0: <laughs> But I'll yeah. read about
1: it the next day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I've had to turn down a couple of tours, you know, for Neil. Yeah. That was a big, that was a big deal. Yeah. So I was like, oh, look, I'm going to have to not be a- available for three months. Yeah. Sorry, guys.
0: So I want to um, pick up, too, on you, you mentioning singing and and today. Um, I, I always feel like a bit of a um, a and a heel when I'm sort of writing about Māori um, music because, you know, my my understanding of the language is, is, is primary school level. I, a handful of words. Well, this is what I was going to ask, was how, but but I always, I sort of keep sort of trotting out the same kind of phrases and I, I mean them. I talk about it being, you know, a, a a language born of an oral tradition and a, and a beautiful sounding language and yeah. that and that I'm actually quite happy a lot of the time not even knowing what's what's the, what's being said because I can be lost in the in the sound of it. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to know what your sort of understanding connection to the to the mute to the language is and your ability there outside of singing um, or do you have to go off and learn?
1: I have to go off and learn. I'm the same as you. Like um, I you know, growing up in Upper Heart you kind of just don't really you know you're not really surrounded by a whole bunch of families that speak to you. yeah so um, even yeah. our own like we went big on it yeah and, um, I, I guess when my dad was growing up he was you know it was beaten out of him at yeah. school he, yeah he went to the schools of Hawke's Bay so yeah yeah, yeah. and he, he kind of learns now like he'll sit and and watch, uh, Maori television. I love watching it with him. Yeah. You know, we'd kind of get a little bit of an education, but, yeah, we could definitely stand to learn more. Mm, mm. Um, and, yeah, and um, my, uh, you know, it wasn't a big thing for me growing up, because, you know, it wasn't part of our, um,
0: our surroundings. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when do you come into contact with it singing? Like I freaking love it. Like yeah, yeah. But then
1: again, like my my understanding again is by the tone of it mm-hmm. rather than what anyone is. Mm-hmm. Um. What what the actual meaning of the words are. So
0: so if you have to sing something, will you go away and? But will you look at a translation though and get some idea of? Yeah. Well, the most of the time. The, um,
1: the I'm singing with uh, women or men who know. Yeah. What it is, so yeah. they'll they'll all wrote it. Yes. So they'll um they'll tell me what it's about and you know yeah. get more of an idea of what it means
0: and yeah. how to like portray it as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So when when do you first come into contact with with um I guess the world of sort of Maori song?
1: Yeah, that was that was. um... I guess you know, like growing up in, at school, you still got yes. a couple of haka groups, and yeah. um, and you and learn a little bit there. But you know, because it's not constant, it's just you you lose so much. Mm. Um, yeah, and it just fills me with joy when I see um, artists like Ria Hall and yeah. and Maisie Decker and uh, just amazing yeah yeah vocalists who who can also speak fluently and. And just still able to put that amount of mana in there, and their Te reo songs, you know, as well as their English songs. Mm. Um, it's just I I yeah, love watching it, and listening to them. I kind of think
0: if there was one good thing to come out of that um, recent Timmy Wera Morrison variety show, it was, uh, yeah. it, was, it was a platform for the modern. Yeah, totally. because they sort of uh, I didn't I didn't always like some of the songs that they were tackling but just the, the, the approach that they have the, and the yeah. abilities that they have it's like uh, sitting such a nice throwback to, to you know to a lot I guess a lost tradition and a lost era.
1: Yeah. I mean that's the same things that my aunties and uncles and mum and dad used to do when sitting around the kitchen table. Yeah. That's that's their that's their style. Yeah, yeah. Sitting there with the guitar. It all sort of
0: it sort of comes from in some in some level uh, that uh, like I'm thinking in New Zealand in the in the seventies, those sing alongs, they sort of come in part from the fifties and sixties and the show bad, you know, like a yeah. cut down version of the showband era and, and, and how cool all of those players were.
1: Yeah. talking the world. Yeah. And like they, they get very little kudos. Yeah. In their own country. That's right. They're <laughs> often in Vegas doing like yeah, seven so we'll, nights a week, just yeah. slamming it. you know. Yeah. And,
0: yeah. And, re- and really good players. And it's all about the, I think, um, it's all about the repertoire. Yeah. You know, rather than individual stars. Like yeah. And they can all play, they can all sing, but it's actually about serving up this body of work, finding, yeah. finding good songs and serving them.
1: I remember going to um, the Maori Music Awards a few years ago up in Hawke's Bay and Hastings and um, and the theme that year was a lot of um, Māori show bands and they had a few few of the players from the uh, from the old show bands there and they'd talk about their lives and how they would you know do all these things and then they did a showcase during the, the, um, uh, the show and they all swap instruments they're all really proficient in every instrument yeah yeah they swap instruments and like everyone's taking a harmony and and it's big like well they worked hard
0: yeah 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 and they were really well appreciated there (laughs) yeah i remember playing um like a gig years and years ago in in one of the pubs and a covers band and a guy came and introduced himself to me afterwards wanted to have a look at the drums and he was like Oh, I, i used to play I used to play drums with Tui Teke, but you probably don't know who that is and I was, I was, I was like I certainly do and, and you know we got chatting away about that and he was like oh you know I played in the you know I played in the volcanics for a while and um, but I'm not really a drummer. I'm a guitar. am you know, a, oh, yeah, yeah. a guitar player. Just I can't remember his name, and I wish I could. But so many wonderful stories. Yeah. I sat with him for about an hour after that show. Awesome. And, but I love that he talked about all the different people he played with, all the drum kits he'd owned. And then, and then at the end, sort of half or well, halfway through, he's like, "I'm not really a drummer though. I'm more of a guitar player." <laughs> and then he listed, you know, half a dozen other instruments. Oh, I learnt piano first, and blah, blah, blah. So. Let's go, let's go back, actually, uh, related to that. Let's go back to your parents' understanding of music and you getting into singing and, and your dad being self-taught. And what's your grasp of instruments beyond singing? Have you picked up and...
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, and, um, I should have, you know... We, we discussed it when I was probably at primary school, like late primary school, what instrument I should take up. Yep. Um, and it ended up being flute of all things. I learned how to play flute. I'm terrible at it, um, but, you know, because I never rehearsed. I never, you know, never yeah. practiced. That's that's my thing. I never practice. I'm terrible. Um, but that was that was my first foray into reading music. Yeah. Uh, so I can read a melody line, kind of. Just don't ask me to do anything more than that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that, and then when I hit high school, I kind of kept doing it, even though my flute teacher was like, oh. she was so patient, such a patient woman. Um, <laughs> I don't know what she thought of me, she just kept on bringing all these jazz pieces out. It's like, let's try this. Like, yeah, yeah. Because she could see I was being a bit bored with, you know, <laughs> little red hen. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, then I took up drums.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Thanks to uh, Greg Crayford and uh, Lance Phillips.
0: <laughs> and are you, I mean, are you a drummer? Like, how? No, no. So? <laughs> I've got no coordination. Um,
1: I, oh no, and, or rhythm actually, I have no rhythm. But um, yeah, I, I guess that they have helped me in some way. Well
0: you're you're probably a, you're sort of a, well, when I say sort of I don't mean that disparagingly, but you're no, definitely you're, sort of perhaps reluctantly you're a percussionist, aren't you? You kinda of, you know, that that becomes oh, yeah. part of being a backing singer.
1: I guess so, yeah. I mean I, I love playing tambourine because yeah. it you know it for me it's all show. As long yeah, as yeah, I'd like I'd I'd take all the, the um, <laughs> this little thingies out of it just so that nobody could hear what I was playing um but it looks great um, but yeah I, I love having something to bash in my hands yeah
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah don't give me sticks though no. I'm useless with sticks when do you sort of find yourself in the city and in, in the Wellington city sort of music scene or the as I say, you guys all sort of came up at a similar time Trinity Roots Fat Pretty. How how do we get from sort of high school and what we're talking about now to to there?
1: oh that's a really good question. It's kind of this is blank in my memory
0: (laughs) You blocked it. (laughs) You
1: kind of blocked it. Um I, I don't know how it happened. Like I think I may have found um ah yeah 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 that's it like I, I remember a um a karaoke competition that I entered in I came second um but the girl who like, like part of the prize was going on a bit of a tour with the, the other winners and mm. um, the girl who came first couldn't do it because she couldn't get time off work I was like yes um <laughs> so I ended up doing this tour and like from that there there were um
0: the winner of the when couples you say division. Tour was it a tour of like RSA's? Or? Pretty much.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> and we got in a. I don't know. I, yeah. And again, it's all a bit patchy, but um. Yeah, the winner of the male division, the winner of the um the. Uh, groups division and me. Yeah. The, the second is the, you know, the first runner-up yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the first runner-up yeah. um, the yeah we ended up going with a karaoke like taking a karaoke on tour yeah and we learnt up a few songs that we could all do and yeah, three slash four part harmony and um, just took that around for lower North Island for a week Yep. and
0: then came home and then from then on we decided well now was that one of those when I said RSAs were you playing at those sort of pubs where it is no actual RSAs quite, yeah yeah so they, <laughs> well, what I want to know was was it a completely disinterested audience or were they actually no. quite into it
1: no like we were in the it was the in their wheelhouse heyday, that, yeah, so yeah yeah I mean, yeah we, we'd do that and then it, their turn they yeah. could get up and and start singing their songs or whatever mm-hmm. Uh, So from that, uh, the winner of the male division, Grant Sullivan, and myself, you know, we're good mates. Yeah. So he introduced me to the guys at the rock shop in Wellington who were putting together a band. Worst band ever.
0: And they are probably the first to admit that as well. They spend all their time tuning the guitars. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah, pretty
0: yeah. much. and <laughs> taking a different one down off the rack. <laughs> yeah.
1: That that like we'd rehearse all these songs, we had one gig. Yeah. The end. Yeah. But from there, um, one of the guys put me under this ca- um this covers band who were doing the circuit and needed a new vocalist, so went and met them and what was the name of that band? Hat Man Do. Because <laughs> covers bands always had Yeah, great, great, probably, great, great <laughs> And so, because they were in the circuit, same circuit as like um, uh, Ian Gordon and Cherie yep. Matheson, who yep. were doing Groove Fusion at the time. Yep. Um, Slam, who had, you know, Anthony yep. Picard and Mike Petrie and uh, all those cats in that band. Um, and so, that, yeah, they, they were of that... that Covers bandy, um, when covers bands were king. Yeah. Uh, kind of four hour and night gigs and,
0: yeah, and just making shitloads of money. So, this is what, in early into the mid 90s?
1: Yeah, yeah, like kind of 93, 94. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd met all those cats, started playing with Hatman Do, and that's where i met all those, the other, you know. The, yeah. Uh, Aaron Tokuna was in um, Groove Fusion with Cherie and yeah. Ian, um, and then Dallas had just arrived in New- in Wellington from Kaikoura, um, yeah, and th- th- like we all kind of started doing that same. Um, yeah, ninety five was when the um, the Supremes thing oh, yeah, was yeah, happening, yeah, yeah. Um, and. Courtney Place was the
0: place yes. to be yes. and <laughs> you know it was
1: a um it was a fun
0: little time yeah and then uh, just you mentioning Dallas there sort of made me think that there was you know we get we're getting towards the kind of what becomes known as the welly dub thing yeah and and, and you I, i'm interested to know your experience around that because you're sort of right in the right in the thick of that but as a sideline yeah who knew place, like, I guess. Um, but but that scene, I mean any scene, kind of ends up revolving around a a small handful of key players. And mentioning Dallas, I think like he's probably one of the the key players in the start of that scene. Dallas and Mo and yeah. and and then Barnaby Weir and you know like, yeah. there's, there's this small handful of people that are you know, directly responsible and now now need to be part of the um, lineup for the firing squad. No no. <laughs>
1: It's true. It's, mean, no, no, no. it's true though isn't it <laughs>
0: that the, the, those are the, those sorts of names are people that yeah. uh, they've got pulling power and they've got talent and they've yeah. got ideas and uh, groups and ideas and projects are starting to form around them. yeah
1: so mid-90s was yeah. like the the um the melting the starting point yeah that that whole melt together meltdown yeah um <laughs> the, melt, the melt together yeah. um and, and where everyone started, like, um, they were still doing the covers band thing, but yeah. started um,
0: putting in original stuff. Like, yeah. Um, I think... Oh, well, that's where so, uh, a couple of years on, someone like Twinset's a good example of that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Totally. Yeah. I, I, don't, I met those guys probably about, I don't know, I remember yeah, got, 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah, I remember
0: watching them nearly 20 well, probably nearly 20 years ago in in roasters cafe right oh cycle my shop or something yeah now, i think and they used to play saturday afternoons yeah down there and we'd go and go and get our coffee and smoke cigarettes in the back corner of the <laughs> when you could smoke inside and that's right my um
1: my boyfriend at the time used to work next door at the curry club right yeah yeah <laughs> <So> right. <laughs> i'd pop in there yeah. um yeah that's right god um, and and the old Matterhorn when I mean, it was just yeah, a yeah. one lane, <laughs> yeah. one lane bar with an, you know, with rice
0: paper on the walls. <laughs> so, have you done some atrocious gigs at this point, like disinterested audiences? Oh yeah. Thinking Maybe. about. Thinking I still about do. Thinking, <laughs> well, that's what that's kind of what I want to talk about as well. Like think, but in those early days, thinking about quitting. You know, why do I bother doing this? No. Nah. Or just. Or just this is still fun.
1: This is still fun. Like yeah. there, there are times when I'm just feeling really like no energy and um, just can't be us. You yeah. know, like leaving the house even that hasn't come on until probably um, much later, later in life. Because mm-hmm. you know, I'm still excited about life a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much anymore, but oh um, no. When you still can find energy from somewhere. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, there, there are days where I just can't be... I just don't want to leave the house.
0: <laughs> what are some of these kind of, like... What What sticks out in your mind as kind of funny, bad gig stories? Oh, <laughs> so many. Um, I, I kind of
1: liked... Um, a, becomes a bit of a joke sometimes when you think, Okay, um, let's see how many songs it'll take me to get rid of everyone. Um I I'm I'm down to I'm um, um my Yeah, I'm down to one song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, I'm gonna empty this bar. Let's see how many songs it'll take to what's, empty the bar. What's a good go to song? To empty a bar. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> It depends on the audience, really. Yeah, any yeah. any song could be that that yeah. song, and, and probably the way that you you interpret it as well is probably not not great. But um, yeah, and it, it may not be the audience's fault. Yeah, yeah, They probably have to go back and get the babysitting.
0: Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's not their. No, fault. Well, I've, I've 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 in my very limited abilities and in my limited time playing, I've I've played a lot of R.S.A.s and uh, Working man's Clubs and.
1: Those are the fun ones.
0: They are, but you get some fun. You can get some very funny audiences, and I yeah. my my kind of gig all time gig horror story really is um, being double booked with the rugby, and um, yeah. but, but them deciding that we had to play anyway at the same time, and then um, t- you know telling us to play quieter and quieter, and then all turning their chairs in the other direction to face <laughs> to face the screen. Oh, that sucks! So it was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> so. You just, I mean, we just played. And then when we tried to stop to take a slightly longer break because no one was interested, they sort of came past and tapped their watches like, you know, you've had seven minutes up yet. And we were like, well, because they they obviously kind of realized they're not getting out of here without us, you know, we're not getting them out of here without paying them. So we want them to earn their money. But it was the most ridiculous (laughs) scenario. Like no one was listening. No one wanted to hear it. And And we were then also distracting them hearing the rugby, but it got, they, they, there was a guy fiddling around plugging cables into the back of the TV and, um, you know, connecting it to the bar sound system so that, like the rugby just, (laughs) we got quieter and quieter. Oh my god. And then the rugby got louder and louder. That's awful. That's pretty funny. (laughs)
1: Have you ever done a racist gig?
0: Gig? Uh, I've played it. um... I've played. We had a standing gig at Sinn Fein Motorcycle Club. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if that comes. Cl- <laughs> felt it close. felt like it came close. <laughs> and there was also um, we weren't allowed. That was one where we weren't allowed to leave. We had to keep playing, and they just keep putting their hat round, and mysteriously oh. these rolls of twenties would just turn up. I don't know Shit. what. I don't know what sort of sideline thing they could have been pushing that would, you know. Have, allow them to have so many $20 notes. Um, no, have when no. I, when I knocked on the door and the little slide thing opened up to see who I was and why I had drums, nothing kind of clicked as to why. But, um, they, <laughs> they, um, yeah, I think we did a seven-hour gig one night there. Oh, my I, God. I can remember having flisters and, um, oh. you know, it was on a borrowed drum kit and mine had been stolen that weekend. It's quite a memorable uh, And there it is me. in the corner. <laughs> yeah, but, um, <laughs> no, but, but, um, yeah, I I don't. They were nice. They were nice enough people to me. But then maybe I was the right colour. <laughs> you know, I don't. Thinking back on it now, maybe it was a racist gig. Oh no, I was thinking racists. Oh racist. I said I, the racist oh, no, I, I know. Tell you about I know. It's all this whole thing. Like you have said. It's probably because I've got a block No. Have you done uh, a racist gig? I'm like, yeah, no. I've been looking all my life to do one. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> Um, play, no, I don't think people actually played at a race, oh, I don't think a, race, at a, race a race meet A that,
1: race that, again that sounds racist um, yeah
0: yeah that's to discuss something very yeah. serious it's all the it's all the Facebook memes at the moment that, <laughs> may, that make me think oh this must be a question about racism yeah no um, that was a good there was a good tangent to go down anyway that's cool because I've got a story about that no. too
1: um, but yeah the races um, at the Trentham race yeah. meet oh god that just it's not, it's not getting any <laughs> better um the like you have to play in between the the races yeah uh so if you're halfway through a song oh you, you have just to have to stop, to stop.
0: <laughs> um yeah and then
1: let the next race
0: go i and see then, i've never played in a band that's good enough to to stop while we're going like we would <laughs> never we would never be able to do that like we've still got two verses yeah so oh, you need God. to hold those fucking horses <laughs> Oh, no. That's actually where the expression hold your horses came from. It's like, right, my cause... band was playing. And... <laughs> no, no, I've never done a race course gig.
1: Thank you. Thank yeah. you for making it better, race yeah. course. Thank you. Racist uh,
0: gigs, though. Let's talk about gig.
1: those. <laughs> well, I, um, there was this gig up, um, up on the Brooklyn Hill, up at that castle, the Pink Castle, yeah. part way down. And it was a windy, windy night. And it was run by um, the guy who used to do stuff in the forest um the the old moomoo land oh yes gigs and he put it was for um god was it Sinn fein no it was just some motorcycle you
0: can't give them any more
1: no, no can't be but it was a motorcycle club that had um that had a lot of bald men in it and
0: um, that's totally narrowing it down yeah
1: hey um and they the brief for me was that I had to stand on the roof and sing um, an aria um, as you know the wind's swirling around me, and they they had a lighting rig to put up on a crane but it was too windy to do that uh, so they couldn't put it up. And I just thought, shit, they're gonna kill me. They're gonna, they're gonna kill me. I am the wrong color. Um, so I'll just, I'm glad I'm up on this roof because then no one, no one can get near me. But as, <laughs> like, we got downstairs after, afterwards, and it was fine. You know, I'm still alive. And this guy comes up to me, like, dressed fairly nice in chambray and jeans, um, and he's like, oh hi, la la la. It was really lovely. Like, thank you very much. And it's so polite. And he just, um, he said, I called my family who live in Auckland. We like opera. And I called them so that they could hear it. And I am like, oh, thank you very much. And as he was walking away, you know, I would finish the conversation he's walked away. He's got this massive patch on his back. And I'm like, he didn't kill me. <laughs> he didn't kill me. In fact, he liked it. But now, but this, this is like at the, on set of E, so yes. everyone's loved up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, you know, they're no longer violent um, motorcycle crew then. No, they're relaxed and yeah. happy and loving and, it. And from doing that gig, I got given a keyring and um, that was their motto or whatever. Right. And said, you show that girl, you show that to anyone, they'll help fine. you out. Wow. <laughs> have <laughs> you still got it? Somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere, but I just can't remember where it is. <laughs> okay. I thought that he might have been a bit wrong about that yeah. too, so I'm yeah. not going to try.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, what other, well, that's not a horror story, but what other, that's what we started off with. Horror What other stories. sort of gig horror stories? Oh... So many. I'm thinking in a sort of a <laughs> imparting wisdom kind of way that you might be able to oh. to offer for people to hang in there or, or, or hang up your boots. <laughs> don't, don't bother. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't pursue this stupid career any no, longer. Just don't do it. Um,
1: <laughs> oh look I don't know. I, I mean I'm the last person to give advice. Um, but yeah probably because of all the things maybe I should I don't know Uh, drink lots of water get lots of sleep Um, don't party too much Uh, but if you do and you have a gig like you've been like talking to the porcelain overnight and you've got a gig early the next day hair of the dog and, and by that I mean two Bloody Marys in quick succession Will perk you up.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that was the secret to all those great Neil Finch shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, I was such a nana. I was like, tell-
1: no partying for me. I'm just I, if I've got a two day window. Yeah. Maybe I'll have a drink.
0: Right. <laughs> um. Tell me about where the DJing has sort of come into things. And um.
1: That that was born of a how of long that's
0: been going exactly.
1: About a few years. Yeah. It's because I started collecting. I. I Hang out with guys when we we're on tour who like collecting vinyl, and of yep. course, I go join, yeah, in. join in and like, Oh, actually, I quite like this song. Yeah, oh, I like this song too. Oh, I would quite like all of this stuff. And I started collecting um, tunes, which, like, why the hell am I collecting these tunes? It's not like,
0: yeah,
1: I don't play them, I don't have a record player at home <laughs> since
0: Rector-Card. since that. Um, yeah, but then it is a bit like that that for a lot of people I remember I was kind of the same like I started building up records when I was in between record players yep yeah with no you know with no real agenda that no these are just nice to have yeah yeah so I understand that
1: I think the first one is because um um I hung out with these guys got like a decent amount of records yeah 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 um, that's good for anyone listening. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> a couple of inches deep, and um, got two. That's, to... that's
0: probably really good for anyone
1: listening. Yeah, <laughs> that description. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Think of that. What you will, um, and I had them in my bag. I don't know why. It's just because I put stuff in my bag and I never yeah. empty it out. Yeah. Um, and and we got two rhythm and vines, and somebody came over and was like, anyone got any vinyl? We need someone to take over for an hour at the, um, at the yeah. front gate in the hum, Humvee. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so that was one of my first gigs wow. of playing vinyl and the front gate of Rhythm, Rhythm & Vine at midday. Wow.
0: And what did you have on hand?
1: Um, what, what? like, I, I had to play both sides. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had about a cup. I had about an hour and a half's worth yeah. of, um, funk
0: 45s. Nice. Sevenage. So that's gonna, that's gonna work. That's good all-purpose yeah. stuff, isn't it? So I was gonna say, are you a, are you a kind of, when you were kind of picking these records, when you were just buying without DJing and then even that, are you a kind of nostalgic record picker are you I think are so are you channeling into stuff you grew up with or mostly you know, that's that kind of is that of, the like, trigger yeah
1: yeah I, I like I like funk I like funk stuff
0: and it sort of, of works the, the best the better stuff is across, uh, right. across a lot of yeah I feel like it. you know even people who don't actively listen to funk music yeah can kind of dig it when they're out exactly place, right yeah. exactly I just don't give a
1: shit if yeah. I'm moving dancing around then yeah that's good for me you
0: yeah. know if it makes me want to want to dance then so when was you if that was your first gig which was you know thrust upon you you seized it yeah. by flute when was the second gig did, did uh, that did that do something were you like man i really gotta do that again that was like uh, a strange start but i dug
1: it or were you not that phased about that i'm not that phased yeah. like everyone that was coming, rolling through that gate were like dragging one of their drunk friends along yeah so and there's had, no audience yeah it's it just, was just like it just that wasn't yeah yeah exactly and yeah. the the guys that were running it they they hooked me up a microphone as well so i yeah. could sing along with some of the instrumental tracks yeah. and just make stuff up that's i mean i i prefer so it when fun. people aren't listening yeah yeah okay. <laughs> Like, um, please don't listen to me. I've got nothing to say. Oh, baby, you know I do anything for you. And I know there was a time when you do all for me, too. But lately there has been a change. Something's playing on your mind. Yeah, come back to my side.